0: Katie. And I'm Andrea. And we are Pet Parents Oversharing. Oh my goodness. Hi. We're back. How are you doing? I feel like we haven't seen each other in a million years. We haven't. And um, we look great for it being a million years, I have to say. Um, (laughs) But I was telling you before this, we won't name names. um, We won't at anybody. But uh, Jonas and I are not happy with, uh, a groom, a grooming that Caesar got yesterday. Uh, they just look like they shaved up to a certain point on his neck and then we're just like, you know what, we're good. And,
1: uh, yeah, it really does look like they just like, it's like, um, I don't know, you're mowing a lawn and you like mow into something and then just like, turn off the mower and leave like you see where you mowed and then the rest of the lawn is still grown as One soon as me- he started telling the story by the way caesar like lay down with his little face on his paws looking at me like a uh, sarah mclaughlin sad dog like
0: in the arms of the unshaven boys far away. <laughs> he's like feel terrible for me <laughs> they left me with like a weird collar yeah, it was almost like, you know, in those, uh, in those like 15th century portraits of like dukes when they have those like collar things that are all ruffled, <laughs> like, except it's hair that they left all around him, you know? Um, I mean, the good news is from,
1: you know, not his mom's perspective, it's not something I like notice really.
0: He's fine. It's gonna be fine. It's it, his hair grows so quickly, so it doesn't even matter, but you know, we. The other girl did a better job. We want that girl. So, we well, want her back. I
1: mean, I don't want to show off, but Floof was groomed this week too. went to see That's our friend Daniella, Daniella and we got to go to Daniella. does yeah. in Dan- what neighborhood does Daniella live in again? She's I don't know. I know she's in Queens, but she comes and picks him up.
0: Oh, OK. All right. You know what? Maybe this is the wake up call that we've needed to have Daniella come. Yeah. And so again, guys, I know she
1: also sometimes does in house.
0: You might enjoy that. Wouldn't you? Yes, that might be less stressful for this voice for this rescue. I do have to tell you that I've um, two things I want to tell you. One is that I had a dream. Uh, that I adopted four additional dogs <gasps> and I woke up and I told Jonas and he was just, uh, I'm going to do some revisionist history at what he said just for the <laughs> sake of our listeners ears, little ears that might be listening. Uh, but he was, I said, I, I had a dream we adopted additionally with Caesar. Caesar was in the dream too, four dogs. And he said, holy shirt uh that's never going to happen (laughs) 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 like he like to me he's like nope also I've been like getting really really into um Animal Planet and Nat Geo and that's probably
1: why you're having dreams like that if you're watching that Uh,
0: the Incredible Dr. Pole. um but also I've been watching Secrets of the Zoo have you seen it?
1: I, I don't watch any Animal Planet, so
0: you gotta break it down for me. I mean, Secrets of the Zoo is um, they film at Columbus Zoo, and they just follow the zookeepers and the veterinarians that take care of them there, and it is the most exhilarating and like I sob watching it. Sometimes. Wait, that's so
1: funny. Um, okay, so I I'm sure they don't do this anymore, but I have a dear friend, and. She, her first job when she was, like, very young for, to be working, like, 13, 14, was to, like, work at the Columbus Zoo. Oh, crazy. What was she doing? I don't remember exactly, but I remember when she told me, I was like, oh, that's more than a 14-year-old at a zoo should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I like think it was, like, uh, like real, like, animal wrangling, like, and clean up and stuff. It wasn't an internship, you know? It I was, was about to say a, it was,
0: like, a work-study kind of nope. thing. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, We're showing an issue with OSHA at uh, at the Columbus Zoo, and (laughs) I yeah, like hey, let's get in touch with the Department of Labor about this one. Um, The people there though are lovely, and I just um, like it's so funny. I love scripted stuff, but like I don't think I am more like biting my nails than when I'm watching Secrets of the Zoo. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's dramatic. It's so dramatic because like they got a sloth bear. Do you know about sloth bears? No, I'm going to need you to tell me. Oh my God. They're like, imagine if a grizzly bear and a sloth combined, that's what they are. I don't know how they got that way, though, and that's what
1: concerns me. It's not like,
0: like on South South Park Man, Bear, Pig. Like, Do you remember when they combined like, uh, all three of the... It's not one of those situations, but... I don't usually watch Heidi that. Rose is... I haven't watched it in like 20 years, okay. so... Heidi Rose, they had a new sloth bear that they got from Germany named Heidi Rose, and she had an issue with her leg, and it was just like really, really like, oh my God, I hope this sloth bear is gonna be okay is she okay she's she's okay she's got an issue with her leg that doesn't seem repairable and she's just gonna have to adjust and adapt yeah but um I think what's like really interesting and totally opposite from what you and i do as helicopter pet parents <laughs> is like I've seen several episodes where they are like okay well this giraffe is gonna have her baby and we just gotta let her do her thing and we can't we can't intervene whatsoever. And I'm like, oh. but why not? Like they won't until it's like absolutely necessary. They like watch from their like survey, you know, their right. CCTV and they're like, okay, let's see if the giraffe gets up. And I am like, somebody get in there and help that giraffe, get that <laughs> giraffe, some crutches or a walker or, you know, like. It's just, it's survival of the fittest um, up to a certain point, so yeah. I just feel so bad for the animals that have to give birth alone. There's so little intervention, but I have seen it where they've given a cow an epidural before, and I'm like, appreciate, appreciate. Oh, I that. want that sized epidural, yes,
1: <laughs>
0: right? Please. Oh
1: my gosh. Um,
0: there's something else that you wanted to tell me too, right?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, you reminded me of something though when you said you woke up with that dream about, or like wh- I think. One of the early beginnings of my like real dog loving journey. So I remember very vividly, this was a few years ago, I had a really sad dream about puppies. Is this before you had flu? Yes. Oh gosh. And I woke up and I was crying. <gasps> and I immediately joined Instagram, <laughs> followed hundred dogs and just scrolled
0: through until I felt better. Wait, you weren't on Instagram before no, that? No, that was the impetus
1: to wow. break
0: through. I got to tell you, I bet there is an entire support group that was like, I just needed more dog pictures in my life. And yes. I got on Instagram and yeah, it's funny. Cause like most social media, uh, as as a friend said to me, most social media is the opposite of meditation, but Instagram can really brighten your day. If you curate Instagram correctly, it can do nothing but heighten your life.
1: I um, I don't know if you watched it all the new show, AJ and the Queen, the RuPaul show on Netflix. I've not seen it. Well, this isn't a spoiler. Don't worry. Okay. But basically RuPaul plays like a drag queen going on tour with like a runaway with, with him and the runaway like looks like they're always like scrolling through their phone being antisocial. Um, and then the camera goes back and the runaway is just scrolling
0: through dog pictures, dog pictures, dog pictures. I'm like, yeah, they're like me. Speaking of pictures of dogs. Yes. See, some people might fancy themselves pretty good photographers of pets, but, um, there's some people that do it professionally. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we have, a wonderful, wonderful photographer and even more so a pet photographer on the show today. Uh her name is Shayna Fishman. I'm so excited to hear about
1: this. I think it's so fascinating how um people like this can professionally just like meet a pet and kind of understand how to get close to them and how to show them in the best light, literally. Um, so yeah,
0: let's do it. All right, let's go to Shayna. But it's, so it's Shana Fishman, right? correct. A proper photographer, first off.
2: Yes. Um, I'm a commercial photographer. I specialize in animals. And you live in New York City. You work in New York City. Correct. I travel for work, but I'm based here in New York. I know initially
0: that you, uh, you were into photography at a very young age.
2: I always loved photography. I was really into it in high school, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really realize it was a career until I went to Syracuse. And they had, they actually had three different majors in photography. Mm -hmm. They had commercial photography, photojournalism, and the art program Mm -hmm. of photography. So I studied commercial photography initially with the idea of being a fashion photographer.
0: Oh, cool. And was fashion also something you were interested in uh, growing up?
2: Mm, Not really. I always loved fashion photography, but no, I was never Big fashion person. I guess I like fashion photography,
0: editorial stuff, because the lighting is just so gorgeous in terms of and and I'm I'm a sucker for that. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But so then you were doing that and then studying upstate taking I'm assuming taking lots of pictures of birds because the birds have in Syracuse (laughs) are beautiful from what I remember. And so when was it that you kind of transitioned into doing animal photography?
2: Originally, you know, when I was sort of deciding between photojournalism and commercial photography, I wanted to do photojournalism Mm -hmm. and be like a National Geographic photographer. But I just didn't think that was sort of the right lifestyle for me to be traveling all the time. And I mean, that's also hugely competitive. But yeah, it all makes sense that I ended up photographing animals because yeah. I always loved
0: National Geographic. Yeah, I did too growing up, but I'd assume you like – in some cases you have to live in the bush, live in these terrains that are like very, very difficult. Yeah, Um,
2: Yeah. so I started out as working for fashion photographers. I never actually shot any stuff as a fashion photographer, but I worked for many fashion photographers and I was traveling a lot. I was working for Peter Lindbergh, which I got to travel with. Anyway, so I wasn't shooting anything and I was really you know, sort of bummed and Mm -hmm. I started carrying my camera around with me probably for about a month before I took it out of my bag and the first time I took it out was when I was at the dog park, Mm -hmm. and I started capturing pictures of dogs playing. Um, It was all black and white on film, which was just... It was really fun. It was like I missed having assignments in school, so I sort of gave myself that assignment to just shoot something and anything. And through that, I sort of saw you know, how much I love the pictures I was taking and I was really enjoying it. And then it reminded me of the photographer Elliot Erwitt. I really loved, I always really loved his work, which was sort of like street style animal Mm -hmm. stuff, Mm -hmm. black and white. And then I thought, well, I guess this could be a career. And there really weren't that many people focusing on just animals at that point. Right. It is such, especially with the,
0: uh, with The emergence of Instagram and other social media, like it has become such a a bigger market. But I'm sure this was this was several years ago. I'm I'm assuming that you're talking. Oh, this was
2: like ten years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. So eventually, you were
0: kind of inspired by the dog park. Love a good black and white photo, especially New York City. It's like it just lends itself to be photographed in black and white. It was
2: great. I would I would I at that time I lived in Gramercy, so I go to Madison Square Park, and they just had the most beautiful you know, dog park. It looked sort of old. It still had that charming... The benches, the like wrought iron fences and you know, in the evenings after work in the summer, just like the most beautiful light, you know, sort of streaming through. So then you started um,
0: after this kind of like epiphany that you had involving the dog park, you started to photograph, I guess, cats, dogs, all domesticated animals that people had in their homes.
2: So I started in the studio. I was sort Mm -hmm. of, I was very comfortable in the studio. So I really started in the studio. The first sort of assignment I gave myself was I... I went to a dog clothing store and I asked to borrow all these dog clothes, gathered up some dogs. I sort of shot like a fashion editorial with dogs because it was like like this weird, like, I thought I wanted to be a fashion photographer. So I just sort of did something that I knew. Mm. um, And that was my first experience in the studio. And then I just started shooting more cats and dogs in the studio, you know, against white, against colors, and sort of found my style that way. So primarily my work is in studio. That's sort of how I think of myself, but I also do just as much work on location. My focus is more on commercial work, Mm -hmm. um, working with ad agencies. And then I also do commissions for private pet owners. So they come to the studio or I go to their home. But really my focus is the commercial work.
0: And in terms of when um, a client, let's say a, a private client contacts you for a commission, what are some of the things people are looking to capture about their pets, if there is any?
2: I think most people that want commissions of their pets, they just sort of want to get, sometimes they come in with like, I just want like a portrait Mm. or I want my dog active or jumping or, you know, I love when they lay on their back. They sort of have an idea of what they want to see their animal doing.
0: Have you ever photographed a dog wedding or a maternity? Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, I've
2: never, I've never when it started out, I went to a lot of the like look like New York City dog events and stuff. Right. But it really wasn't my scene. Mm-hmm. It wasn't I, I like to do some like conceptual stuff like mm-hmm. that where it's like set up in the studio and I did do one actually where there were two pugs and one pug was in a tuxedo and the other <gasps> was in a wedding dress. So I'd like to do conceptual stuff like that. But like right. I don't go to event, like I don't do event stuff. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Bless um, you. I do like, I guess in my work, it's more like a controlled shoot, more of a controlled scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you,
0: and I'm, I'm sure this has been something that's developed over the years. How do you control?
2: <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The, the, yes. How do I control the dogs? How, the how do you do it? How do you try to yeah. do it? <laughs> um So I think the best way to answer that is to not control it. Right. You know, especially for personal commissions, it's, I'm not going to force a dog to do something they don't want to do. It's like, okay, your dog doesn't want to sit still. Well, Fine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get him running. I'm gonna get him jumping. Oh, your dog doesn't want to move. He just wants to lay there. Okay, he'll lay there, and then I'm gonna move his ear to the perfect spot, and then you know <laughs> slide him across the floor. You know, rotate him. So it's it's different. Like every every shoot is different, and it's really custom to the you know the animal and what they want to do. For commercial work, it's different because we have to get the shot and get them to do something specific. And in that case, or even in a commission, mm-hmm. when, you know, the owner really wants them to be doing something, it's, what is their motivation? Like, does this dog like attention? Does it like treats? Does it like, you know, to be ignored? Um, what, <laughs> yeah. you know, what can I do to make it do what I need it to do? You know, I, I always like to say to owners, like, you know, if your dog doesn't like to sit still and you put a costume on them will they sit still. It's like, okay, maybe that's a trick we use. Mm-hmm. So it's not like w- sort of one formula. It's it's like with people. Like what works for what people, what works for what dogs. Right. So yeah, it's working with what you have.
0: You know, it's interesting because I mean, it's making me think of like people that put their dogs in their weddings and then they have are in like viral videos where they're like they're not behaving. I'm like, well, it's a dog and like, you know, he doesn't want to be your best man right. <laughs> like in your wedding. He <laughs> wants to like Go and run in this big field that you put them in right now. On that as well, uh, I have a, two questions. One is cats are even, there is a a phrase hurting cats, which yeah. is like to basically say, um, when you're trying to do something impossible. So how do you pose cats? I, I suppose it might be the same kind of ethos that you were just explaining. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's the same, you know, for a commercial job, it's Making sure the cat has the right look, but also the right temperament. Sometimes there's training days involved where, you know, we have to train the do- the cat to do, you know, the action that's needed. With a commission, it's just time. It's mm-hmm. a lot of time. You know, I shoot a lot on on just plain white, so it's a very big open set. So sometimes I'll put them on a the tabletop. I've done things where I build like a little teeny tiny set So, you know, if they're comfortable in like a little corner, then I'm going to build them a little corner to be in. So it's just adapting to the animal and figuring out what they need to be comfortable. But time. Of course. Lots of time. You know, the commissions I do are two hours long and people are surprised by that sometimes. But then I say, well, you know, we got to get them comfortable. They got to go for a walk. Maybe they just need a break. You Mm. know, I'm not shooting for two hours straight, but, you know, sometimes it can take 45 minutes to get the animal comfortable on the set with the lights flashing. Can I tell you, I've done photo shoots
0: and they usually take about two hours. So maybe I have the temperament of a dog and or a cat. I'm (laughs) just realizing. And not all that time is necessarily taken up by, like you said, taking pictures. Sometimes it's like, you need to flex, you need to go get some water. You need to like relax. It takes a while to develop a, a, a connection between the photographer and the subject and yeah. to feel comfortable you know especially with a pet who hasn't like consented necessarily verbally to uh to be in something so you have another barrier to entry there you know I also wanted to ask you pertaining to kind of like the, the the wrangling I noticed also in your portfolio that you've photographed children and pets together before, which in show business, we always say don't work with animals or children. And you've worked with
2: famous quote. Both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, does the same ethos apply to children? Because I know I have nieces and nephews and, you know, they don't want to do the thing that you want them to do necessarily in photographs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I started sort of exploring that after I had my daughter. Mm. I have an almost four-year-old and a one-year-old. And I could never have seen myself photographing kids before having my own. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I understand them a little bit more. I mean, I'm four years into it. I don't don't understand teenagers. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it is the same. It's it's finding, you know, what can make the shoot fun for the kid Mm -hmm. and, um, you know... Yeah, finding their motivation. Like, will they sit there for a treat? You know, will they sit there? A lot of times it's like giving the kids some dog treats and giving it to their dog. Right. Or giving the kid Cheerios so they can eat it and then give some to their dog. Mm-hmm. Food is always very helpful. Have you had a,
0: a dog that you've really enjoyed working with, a, a breed of dog? I get this question a lot. Yes, I'm um, sure. It's hard to
2: pick, I'm sure. Well, okay, I, I really, I, it's... In general, if I were to say breeds, I really love like bulldogs, French bulldogs, the flat face dogs, um, because I think that their characteristics look a lot like humans and you see a lot of the same emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of my work is like that. I hear from a lot of people, they like anthro, um, um, anthropomorphic. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you feel like Frenchies and
0: bulldogs are, oh, that they're the most animated. They're the most and-
2: animated. Well, they're the, they're very animated, but their features look the most like ours. Um, interesting because they, they sort of have the flat face right um but it really sort of depends like you know there's just some dogs that their personalities are so great and they really shine through also um I feel like a bulldog also if they are running around they're a little easier to capture because they're not the fastest
0: right I mean not always um what animal has that you have photographed has kind of surprised you um, maybe they didn't act the way that you thought they would act or um, they were calmer than you thought. They were more excitable
2: than you thought. Um, I probably have to say rats. Oh, yeah. When I photograph some, you know, everybody in New York hates rats, but they're actually really intelligent animals. And um, I photograph them and they, I mean, they're, they're cute. They are. They they're can really, be really cute. really cute. And they're, they're really intelligent and they're really well behaved. I guess that sort of surprised me that like I I enjoyed photographing them and mm-hmm. I sort of liked seeing them and it was handling them, um, it sort of gave me a different respect for rats. It's, even when I see them on the subway, I'm like, oh, those poor poor rats.
0: I think about that all the time. It's so interesting you bring that up. I uh, one of my first big breaks when I in acting was that I uh, did a scene with a trained rat. Um, and it was like very fascinating and they, they are, they're very smart. And I also am quite a fan of raccoons and everybody is very mean about raccoons and, but they, I mean, if you see them use their hands, raccoons, like they're, they're fascinating to watch possums. I think possums are so cute. Um yeah. But I too, when I'm on the subway, I look at the, on the train tracks and I'm just so fascinated by rats. And like, of course, Pizza Rat a few years ago was a huge deal. Um, Actually, a friend of mine was the guy who photographed Pizza Rat. Oh, he filmed it? He's the one who filmed it. And like, till this day, it's like the biggest thing that he's like ever done. He's a comedian, (laughs) like, and he's worked so hard on so many different things. And that's the thing that's like the biggest thing that's ever happened to him. (laughs) P.S. I don't know if you're a fan of Reply All, the podcast. No. They did an episode with this uh, performance artist named Zardulu who trains rats, and they think she might be responsible for Pizza Rat. So really, really good episode, Reply All. I think it's called Zardulu. Yeah. Um, for people that want to check you out, where can they find you?
2: Your Instagram, website? Please let them know. Yeah. So my website's Shana Fishman. My Instagram is Shana Fishman. So it's all really easy except for the spelling. Yeah. Um, so You, you can spell it out, Yeah, sure. It's Shaina, S-H-A-I-N-A, and Fishman is how it sounds, Fishman. Fishman.
0: Do you have anything coming up, like anything coming out that you're
2: excited about? I do, and- mm-hmm. actually. So I did a book about four years ago, and the book is sort of getting redone, re-upped and changed around, and that will be out, I think, this spring. God. What's the uh, title of the book? The title is Puppies and Their
0: Parents. Oh. Oh, my goodness. And alliteration. You got it. That's amazing. Yeah. Love it. Well, I will look forward to checking it out. Oh, I'm seeing a picture. <gasps> yeah, there's a cover. Ooh, golden Retrievers. Mm-hmm. Sneak peek. You guys can see, but you'll have it'll give you a taste. So you got to check it out. Well, Shana, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Now Guess what time it is. It's time for Pets in the muse. <laughs> Floof just looked up so upset by that. You know. This is from
1: the Mitchell County Animal Rescue
0: in North Carolina. W- Sorry, will you say it again? I was talking over you when you started. Um,
1: Yeah, I can. And thank you for pointing that out. I wasn't going to say anything, but... <laughs> (laughs) this is a post from the mitchell county animal rescue in north carolina uh that went viral north kakalaka sure thing where you're where i'm from from okay (laughs) i forget north and south okay sweet and it's this uh picture there's these pictures of these this cat black and white cat face mostly white and just the most intense glare you've ever seen looks like Voltron with the red eyes just like (laughs) Um, and uh, that's how I describe most cats though as Voltron Voltron. (laughs) why is this cat any different (laughs) well let me tell you about it please do meet Perdita not for the faint of heart (laughs) likes staring into your soul until you feel as if you may never be cheerful again the song Cat Scratch Fever, the movie Pet Cemetery, Church is her hero, Jump Scares, her specialty, <laughs> Lurking in Dark Corners, being queen of her domicile, fooling shelter staff into thinking she's sick, Vet agrees, she's just a jerk.
0: <laughs> now, Vet agrees, someone that went
1: to school. <laughs> I'm going to diagnose you as a jerk. <laughs> Everybody. (laughs) The color pink. Oh. Kittens. They're so chipper. Dogs. Children. The Dixie Chicks. Rude. Uh, Disney movies. She's a
0: George Bush fan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not ready to make nice. (laughs) Christmas. And last but not least, hugs. That's fair. Well, no animals really want to be hugged. Let's... let's... Speak for your animal. Floof (laughs) lives for a snug. She's single and ready to be socially awkward with a socially awkward human who understands personal space, free adoption.
0: (laughs) Please take this pet off our hands. (laughs) I mean, there is a show entirely based on Kat's temperament called My Cat from Hell, uh, who uh, a friend of ours actually has been on. Sydney um, has been on what? I've never heard of this show. You've never (laughs) heard of My Cat, My Cat from Hell? No. With Jackson Galaxy? Uh, Well, I've heard a lot about Jackson Galaxy. He hosts the show. And uh, it's about cats that are just too awful. Like, there's a baseline of awfulness that cats can be. Yes. Um, But this is above and beyond. Yes. Perdita. I mean, I wonder, I kind of want to get Perdita so then she can put candy in (laughs) the (laughs) line. I'll have you know that um, I wash my bras by hand. I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. Um, I'll have you know. (laughs) I'll have you know. I listen you can't handle the truth I wash them by hand and then I have like a drying rack pun intended that I put them on and then candy is like oh great my jungle gym and then she (laughs) climbs all over them so I can just imagine Perdita is like there's too much fun happening in this room right now and I need you to chill and get your pink collar off of you right now and also p.s aren't cats colorblind Okay, well, she I senses mean, pink. do we know that she actually hates the Dixie Chicks? <laughs> <laughs> they put on Earl Had to Die, and she was like, I must leave the room. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that would be her favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Earl. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode of Pet Parents Oversharing. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Andrea underscore Shapiro and on Instagram at andreashap26.
1: And while you're hanging out on Instagram, you can follow me and the floofster at floofboy, F-L-O-O-F-B-O-I-I. That's floofboy, F-L-O-O-F-B-O-I-I.
0: Okay. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.